With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is all included in my video of Rose McCallum. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to see it. (sighs) Yeah, go back and watch Rose McCallum. You'll scrape your eyes out. So, yeah, because it's like, it's really thick. But the new, okay, now here's what really gets twisted. So I went and go see Terminator, and I'm processing all of this shit, right? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I see everything that's in there, but I don't know how to put it together. And so I'm folding laundry, and I turn on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because it's in, it takes place. No, it's it's on HBO right now, so that's why I'm watching it. So I put it on, and then I quickly realize the main guy who plays John Connor in Terminator is the main protagonist protagonist is the good guy right yeah. he's the he's the main human protagonist in dawn of the planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes both movies take place in san francisco in fact if you look at their posters both sh- highlight the bridge prominently and it's weird because now i can't look at the golden gate bridge without thinking about the confederate flag because it's got the x's in it Oh, <laughs> oh I, hey, I, just had, I just had this hilarious, sick fantasy that since we took down the Confederate flag, that there's like some kind of weird occult um, symbol and that the U.S. is now defenseless from the aliens. And so now we have all these crazy, this crazy shit going on. So thank you. <laughs> well, it's weird because okay, this is this is fuck this is fucked up. And Michael, you might take offense to this, but I don't want you to. So, Confederate uh, flag, Confederate, Confederate, Confederate flag does not necessarily stand for like the Confederacy did not rise to protect slavery. They were fighting for states' rights. Of course, the main issue was slavery. I'm not defending slavery, but the Confederate flag is a symbol of rebellion. Not necessarily hate. Right. 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 And so it's a symbol of states' rights. Directly after the Confederate flag goes up, they make the the decision for gay marriage, and immediately everybody goes, states' rights. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So the symbol of states' rights is taken down, and then it's immediately trumped. And And it's it's replaced by the rainbow flag, and I was just like going – well, you know, because the the big image from that day was the the White House was suddenly doused in rainbow colors, and I know a little bit about, um, because my my father was um, a lighting electrician, and you you don't just go say yay, the Supreme Court you know passed gay marriage, and let let's just put a bunch of lights in front of the White House to make it look like that. That takes yeah. like planning. Serious planning. Doesn't it all seem planned? Like everything about... Yes, yes, it's totally fucking planned. Yes, everything is planned these days. I have no doubt. I I completely agree with you. And the the weird uh, 
yeah, the Confederate flag because it was only like being, halfway being shamed, and then and then the gay flag suddenly just like boom there, boom there it's going, and the same thing the whole time this whole convergence in the sky thing is going on, and then these two movies are really big right now. One's playing on HBO, one's not, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is about like racism mm-hmm. and hate and prejudice. It's all about prejudice, and wow. so the. It, the weird, the fucked up thing is, is like, okay, so we have John Connor shows up in Planet of the Apes, right? And of course, who's playing the lead good guy in Planet of the Apes? That is the monkey, right? The Caesar, his name is Caesar, yeah. which okay. is, is Julius Caesar or Jesus Christ, right? Right, right. Absolutely. He's played by Andy Serkis, the guy who plays King Kong. Right. Whoa. It's, they didn't have to do that. That could. That's so symbolic. And the 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 whole deal with New York and he's holding the fucking Statue of Liberty. You know, he's got the whole because it's referencing the end of the original Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty. But New York was always. See, I'm I'm tripping out, dude. I'm tripping out on a bunch of things. The, I need to see this Black Moon Rising, man. I'm nerding out on it. It's all about this fucking car that looks just like the DeLorean from Back to the Future and apparently <laughs> crashes into the fucking two towers in the movie. It's like the movie it's, poster has the, the car going the, through the twin towers, but it's his eye. It's like the Horus eye. It's like the plucking of the left eye, right? No, dude. He's got, they got the fucking DeLorean crashing into the two towers in this movie with Linda Hamilton. And it's That's direct, bananas. It's, it's fucking Hello. written. It looks like John, John, fucking John Carpenter. What's, what's the name of this movie again? Escape from New York, John Carpenter, the same fucking guy. It's yeah. called Black oh, Moon Rising. Oh my God. No, no, yeah. the DeLorean Black, movie. No, no, no. Black Moon yeah, Rising. Yeah, no, I'm Black Moon Rising. They have Black, this fucking... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. See, King Kong is in love with the moon. It all has to do with the moon child. The fucking Antichrist is the same thing as the Savior's return. Jesus and Lucifer are the exact same thing. Rosemary's so babies, just, both. Someone just pointed out that the word monster comes from moon child. Uh, from a dead tongue? Who was saying this on fucking Facebook? Because I, I looked it up. Day. That was on a day. Okay, so but the thing the thing was, oh man, uh, uh, so monster was connected to mind. I found out just etymologically, like that's that's the view. Um, but then, oh fuck, dude, uh, moon child was actually ends with an e, which literally meant warrior of the moon, and not necessarily a child is what they were saying. And I was tripping out on that in terms of King Kong. Okay, I got one more for you as far as Planet of the Apes goes. Planet of the Apes, you guys, have you seen the original with, of course, it has uh, the Wizard of Oz in it. James Franco is the guy who creates the virus. So it's all... So it's all of... It's got the Oz thing going on, right? It's the the strength card, straight up. And you can hear because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is playing in the background right now. It was funny because it starts off with the monkeys chasing elks. And when we started this conversation is when it started. So you guys were talking about... Of course, I couldn't say anything. But you guys were talking about horns and elk and stuff. And that's what was going on in the TV behind me. The kids are sleeping. I'm having That's a- awesome, but I, I have to request that you not have the volume of your of your show while we're trying to have a, a radio program. <laughs> I know. I know. But the, the kids... You're like, it's always are- record. No one cares. <laughs> Hey, no one well, listens speak. to this anyway. Okay, now listen though. But no, he but creates it. John J- James Franco works for the works company for the called company. Genesis. Genesis. And the, the, yo, I just called... found Black Moon Rising full movie free on YouTube. 
Oh yeah, it's there. Fuck. The car in that poster, look, the DeLorean, looks also like the monolith, uh, very much. At least, if you I, I turned it up, yeah. I mean, it's like sleek black. Yeah. Square. Well, when I typed in Black Moon Rising, I got a fucking picture of the Batmobile. Which well, I thought know, was really ironic because it's got Tommy Lee Jones who was just talking about him and Batman. But yeah, that's great. Two face, two face, two face. So you were saying, saying child ends with E. That reminds me of the name Rothschild. So he's a warrior, Rothy warrior. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I did image she search. Oh, John Carpenter, this is a freaking... How did I not know about a John Carpenter movie called Black Moon Rising? Right. That came out right the fuck after Terminator. And right... If this is 1986, this is right after um, Back to the Future also. Right? Back to the Future was 1985, wasn't it? Whoa, wasn't the first Terminator 1985 too? Those movies came out back to back. That's crazy. I bet you they're like on the same weekend or some shit. Guaranteed. <laughs> so I just had that happen where I was I was watching fucking Titanic because uh, I've been relating Titanic as like a, a whole thing with subtext of Helter Skelter all the way through. I have this whole thing there. It's tripping out on it. And I was like on a hunch. I was like, I bet you fucking Titanic is the same length as the miniseries Helter Skelter from 1976. And it was. It was uh, uh, 149 minutes, both Titanic and Helter Skelter. But then I watched fucking Aviator about Howard Hughes with Leonardo DiCaprio. And then those ended up being very close to the same time, too. Uh, but I thought that was weird because Leonardo DiCaprio in how the Howard Hughes movie, it's the world's biggest plane, right? It's the fucking what they call the Spruce Goose. Spruce or whatever. Goose, right. Which was the Hercules, really. Yeah, um, Hercules, but, H4. Right. But then Titanic is about the world's biggest boat. So you yep. got like the biggest, the biggest boat and the biggest uh, plane, both Leonardo DiCaprio, both like Leo, you know, whatever, the sun and the biggest, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You could, you could argue otherwise. But anyways, I don't know. Uh, That's cool. Wanna be, yeah, I don't know. I wow. Was, I was, Back I to know. the Future came out on July 3rd, 1985. But July right. okay. 3rd. Dude, July that was Morrison's death day, and that was also Tom mm -hmm. um, Cruise's birthday. I saw the other day because it, it came up, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" Tom Cruise was in born on the fourth of July, and he was born on the third of July. And then, and then I can't help <laughs> but think, and then I can't help but think at the end of The Shining and Eyes Wide Shut at the same time. But that's another thing. Okay, you gotta let me talk about this because you brought up Howard Hughes, which is like freaked. That's freaks me out because he's a central character in The Rocketeer. And this is like one of my weird personal sick movies. Anyway, on 7-7, uh, one of the this, this stupid website that I, uh, that I watch is all about um, car auctions, comes up with a Mercedes-Benz that, that was owned by Howard Hughes. And this was on 7-7. And if you go to The Rocketeer, the plane that starts the movie is number seven seven and it crashes so it's all about the plane crash howard hughes and this number seven seven lightning bolt the that's perfect it's just that's wacky yeah that is that is really specific um 
I much less specific. I don't know. I guess not everyone can see the chat I'm doing on Skype. I just want to. I'm sure no one here has seen it, but there's a 1975 movie called just called Black Moon, which I really like. That I actually uploaded to Dropbox 42 because I like it so much. Okay. Um. So it's free. Don't try and download it while on this call because I'm sure that'll throw the whole connection off. If everyone's trying to download a 500 megabyte movie, but it's there. If anyone wants to, if you're gonna, if we're gonna watch Black Moon Rising, we might want to also watch Black Moon. <laughs> Since All right. <laughs> Our uh, Black Snake Moan or whatever. Um, but I just, I just watched the scene where Tommy Lee Jones crosses the wire. But it looks like they're like symbolically the, the towers. I don't know if they're act. Doesn't look like they're actually. The All the movie towers. posters say it's thirty stories over Los Angeles. Okay, okay. Um, uh, like, but I the point is, is that posters, symbolically yeah. speaking, he just fucking walked, uh, climbed across the thing on a wire of the two these two towers. So that does happen in there, just so you know. <laughs> well, you know, you you guys. I'm not a big Planet of the Apes fan, but I have watched one. Planet of the Apes movie, which was um, the one that had Mark Wahlberg in it. It was from two thousand and one. Uh, yeah, which that. was which which was really awful. But um, that wasn't the point. They had to release it in time. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the date on that one. But it, it's it's very sinky, and there's there's lots of you know now that I look back on it, lots of interesting um, symbolism. But the thing is, is that all the gorillas are the cops, and the cops are, the cops are all black gorillas, and they fucking sound black. So you're talking about Planet of the Apes all being, you know, being about racism, and I thought this when I watched this movie, I thought it was extremely racist. I mean, all the chimps have like little uh, English accents, you know, and they're all very, you know, enlightened educated yeah right it's the intellectual white man and the musk you know and the it's like um brains and brawn and yeah yeah i totally get that yeah that's fucked. And, uh, you know i thought i found it to be borderline offensive you know in its characterization of um you know the <laughs> the apes you know and then you know making a rather direct overtly direct um Wahlberg thing plays to, to Get, Wahlberg plays Captain Leo in that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that movie, scene. that particular movie, doesn't focuses on the idea of him time traveling. Like the original uh, Planet of the Apes has this idea of like, okay, he's still landing back on Earth, but in the like, there's this time warp, let's say, but not like he's not going back in time. He's going into the future. Um, you know, playing with this idea of uh, Einstein's theory of relativity. Yeah. But, but the Mark Wahlberg one actually has like a wormhole time travel thing. Oh, definitely. Thing. And, and of course, and of course, the Mark Wahlberg one ends with him crashing into the Lincoln Memorial. So True, it automatically, right. so he pulls up and the general is sitting up underneath there. So it's this whole thing about you know, it having specifically to do with racism. Well, I always think that at the yeah. end of time, because he hits the fucking Saturn symbol, right? Well, they're, they're, they're actually in orbit around Saturn, 
when they um doing their little experiments on earth and they're so to me they're you know originally Wahlberg and and the humans are like playing the role of you know alien angels you know or saturnian angels or whatever and they somehow get sucked into their own little genetic experiment because in fact the the ape they have on board is a genetically modified ape that lands on earth and is treated like you know is the apes jesus you know and it all gets very mashed but it's it's fucking nuts mm-hmm. yeah they made mm-hmm. it a point in dawn of the planet of the apes of emphasizing jacob's ladder because he has the chalkboard the fucked up ape and it says jacobs he's written it out in chalk or whatever but then yeah. he has the the uh, dna strand and so you're like oh jacob's ladder and then it's genesis and then the symbol in genesis then shows you the um, the well, uh, the, just about every symbol of a tree is used in that first, the newest Planet of the Apes. The is that's the one you're talking about, one the one with Franco? No, that's not the newest. The newest was uh, uh, a whole other level. It's like them fighting. No, the yeah, that one's Dawn. Different. I'm just saying the newest reincarnation. Uh, you can take when you were talking about the Jacob's Ladder and stuff. You're talking yeah. about the rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, rise! Did I say Dawn? Wrong, yeah. yeah, the right. dawn is the newest one, but I just right, consider but then you it. Got your help skelter there, right in the fucking title. It's all rise again, and then that was the thing they emphasized with Batman, where you had the fucking aurora shooting, and you're like, oh, you know, uh, they just. I, don't I know. mean, that's 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 Black Moon Rising uh, is the same thing, and that was one of the helter skelter words, right? It's just rise. Yeah. Right. And so, and that whole thing about a helter skelter and the white album telling you know Manson that there was going to be a race war and it's like all the shit that's been going on this summer you know which is calling starting you know, just, starting with the Oli Sing Summit pretty much which <laughs> yeah, we, we basically fucking, did it which was the day which was the was, fucking day yes and it's not just that day it's that that was the rec- when they recorded Lie which is Dude. symbolic. So you're like, you record a year to the day in 1968, the album Lie, and then you do the overdubs on 9-11. Is that right, Patrick? Patty there? Okay. Well, it's anyways. The other way around. <laughs> is it the other way around? Strike that, reverse it? Okay, I thought maybe so. Um, but yeah, you got these two dates, and you're like 9-11 and August 8th and 9th is when they record it, which are the two days of the two killings, right? And so, um, yeah, it was really weird because that was the... Was the deal like because it wasn't just the what was the day that we what happened that fucking day? That kid was shot with f- stealing cigars or whatever that set this whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah and they did it on just call it Ferguson. Ferguson. They called the fucking they they did it on fucking Helter Skelter Day of all fucking days. Right. It feels like and it's and then that same album is Lie and then you're like Lie this event that he's incorporated with you know and then you have Lie fucking 9-11 and it's not like these events didn't happen it's just you know and there's so many fucking holes in that thing and i was looking at recently i'm sorry to go here but like susan atkins you know her thing with anton levey she did a film with anton levey before the murders where she was a, a, a vampire and she gets out of a coffin and i saw an interview with her talking about it and she fucking she took acid before it and she points at her next victim but you can watch this fucking film 
of like Susan Atkins getting out of coffin, pointing at a bunch of Hollywood stars and or whatever, you know, there's celebrities who are all at fucking LeVay's thing and pointing to her next victim. Meanwhile, Sharon Tate was a vic was a victim of vampires in Fearless Vampire Hunters, Roman Polanski's film. He started in there with her with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really weird. I'm just and she's she's the source of your whole Beatles thing. Manson still denies anything to do with the the Beatles and the whole Helter Skelter trip. Like he's like, what? This, where did this come from? It came from Susan Atkins talking to her cellmates. But then Susan Atkins is over here c hanging out with the guy who was the primary consultant for Rosemary's Baby, and that's the that's another Rosemary's Baby um, connection in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's very strange. That's. Uh... I also like in Dawn or not Dawn, but Rise in the Planet of the Apes, like. Uh, when Caesar's Caesar is born, he's born with like a a uh, birth mark. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And well, it, can I? And so the, go ahead. Go ahead. The guy, the guy who he, they ship him off to this monkey farm, right? When he bites the dude's finger off or whatever, mm -hmm. and the guy who's watching over the monkeys and who's stabbing him with like this little cattle prod. Is Ron Weasley from Harry Potter? No, it's Draco. It's Draco. Yeah, not Ron Weasley. You're right. It's Draco Malfoy. Excuse me. It's the bad okay. guy. Okay. So the the cattle prod is like the magic wand, the magician. Yeah. And and, and mm. he's playing he's playing opposite of this birthmarked savior. Can I just? I'm going to jump in here. I've, I was writing about how the Lincoln assassination is and 9-11 are symbolically the exact same thing, right? So I've dug a lot into this. The idea of front, you mentioned Wahlberg crashing into the Lincoln Monument, and you keep saying Caesar. The guy's name is Caesar. You notice that when Lincoln was killed, he was killed by a guy. Who, who quotes quoted, Julius? Who Julius, quotes Julius Caesar? Exactly. Well, he quotes Brutus, and then, and then his dad. And the only re the only reason he said that, the only reason that he quotes Julius Caesar, is because it didn't have to do with slavery. It had to do with tyrannical states. Wait, right. Wait, my point is right. this. All right. Okay. What about his the Zarbon? dad? Wait, 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 wait. John Wilkes Booth. His dad is named Brutus. Like. Biologically, he was already destined a to resonate. Yeah, yeah, a two. Oh fuck, that's awesome. But so, okay, the end of Planet of the Apes, the first one when he's at the Statue of Liberty, that would be the so the biggest nuclear bomb that we ever set off was called the Czar bomb, named after Caesar. That's where that's where the word Czar comes from. So going to the east to meet the Czar and not to touch the earth, not to see the sun which are two chapters in The Golden Bough. You know what I'm talking about? So the, the Doris song, Not to Touch the Earth, Not to See the Sun. It says we're going to the East to meet the Tsar, which is the Caesar. Okay. Um, the, the Tsar bomb would be, if we were to have a nuclear winter, it would be the result specifically of the Tsar bomb, which is pretty nuts. I don't know if you guys have ever seen pictures of the Tsar bomb, but the, it's an atomic bomb that's like the biggest atomic bomb we built. Um, just saying that's relatable <laughs> i mean you're looking at uh you know uh the statue of liberty after that but then you're and then you follow that with caesar you know it's very strange I, I, I put this movie poster in because i'm kind of looking at it right now and it looks like there's some weird stuff going on in it 
like I've read a whole bunch of Brian Wilson keys stuff and how they hide like images inside of images. You know what I mean? Like, wait, the guy's name is Brian Wilson, like the lead singer of the Wilson, Beach Boys. Wilson Brian Keys. Wait, you realize Cease to exist. Wait, 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 you realize that's the lead singer of the Beach Boys, who Manson, Charles Manson, wrote a song for the Beach Boys, right? Yeah. Cease to exist. Sorry. And Keys also wrote the uh, national anthem, by the way. That's right. Francis Scott Key, Turning Black Keys. Yeah. Oh, no. Stanley Kubrick, Anagram? Yeah. Turn, turns no, black Turns Black Keys. Black keys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mark LeClaire. <laughs> so, then, so then we have Planet of the Apes. And black Moon in the Middle Rising. 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> came out on the same weekend... And they were uh, in the same year that the World Trade Center broke ground, which was 1969 or 68, 69. It was 68. When did the... It was the same year that Rosemary's Baby came out. Rosemary's Baby came out. The Twin Towers started. Planet of the Apes in 2001 all came out in the same year. Yeah, 1968. You... Dude, wait a minute. You're fucking blowing my mind. That's crazy. Right. And so then Stanley in 19, 1999... January 1st, 2001. And then he fucking comes out with 2001, the year the fucking trade centers start getting built. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. All of, all of yes. those things happen yes. in the same year. Like, uh, some things were closer than others, but all of those things happened. In the... And then in 1999, you had End of Days... And you had Astronaut's Wife come out. And End of Days has Arnold, a.k.a., you know, the Terminator, with Robin, right? And the World Trade Center is highly recognized. You just tripped me out. You said Robin at the exact same moment I was thinking Robin. Well, look, think, about, think about the new movie coming out by Robert Zemeckis later this year with Joseph Gordon-Levitt on The Wire. Walking Man across, the yeah. His he's Robin. See that's Jake fucking Joseph weird because it was just fucking Tommy Lee Jones. I just watched Cross fucking Towers on uh, Black Moon Rising. That's ri that, that's really weird because that was you, the one you, with Robin. If you see the, Robin if you go look at the Robert Zemeckis movies trailer, he's wearing like a black. He goes across and he's wearing like a black jacket with a vivid red shirt that's the mm. red chested robin yeah mm. what's the what's the what's the esoteric uh or occult meaning of robin oh you remember what coates has said he's he said it, he gets the red chest from pulling out the thorns out of christ's brow uh in the what is that the irish or something that i believe that okay and All if right. you look at if you look at looper bruce willis is wearing the red shirt He's wearing the exact same thing in Looper as he does when Joseph Gordon-Levitt travels or transverses the yeah. towers. I've had a lot of Robin sinks lately, but Robins have sky blue eggs, and that's the big sink for me personally. So there's mm -hmm. like this weird red red chest, and then the sky blue egg of you know rebirth. I guess I don't know. 
I've just been tripping out on blue eggs, man, because we keep getting these blue eggs from from the geese and the chickens that we have. They're they're big blue eggs. They're awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Dark moon rising, huh? What what the? It looks like um, uh, what was it? Uh, I want to say Bad Moon Rising, but that's just in the movie. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, you, well, you have you I have the. In. What's that? Dark, you Dark this Moon. Thing. This thing I just dropped in. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it here like it is. Roses above rising. Yeah. It's like a different. It's a different movie with the same name. And this is like Beauty and the Beast, which is again Linda Hamilton was Beauty and the Beast, right? right? Yeah, it's not it's not even pretending because you have the roses right there. No, they're making it as much of a point as they can. That's fucking weird, it seems. It would seem as though Dark Moon Rising is taking Black Moon Rising and emphasizing the beauty and the beast dynamic because of the crossing of the towers of Tommy Lee Jones. Weird. <laughs> so it, I, so it would appear, although I don't know if these people actually put that much thought into it, but if it's certainly I don't know. that way, it would <laughs> like, we're just what you'd expect, dude. They gave it to you. Look at that, dude. Yeah. With the fucking moon Oh, my God, dude. Come on. Come on. With the lightning coming out? Just so you okay. don't forget Zeus? Golden Gate Bridge, man. If something happens to the Golden Gate Bridge, that's... Oh, don't say that in front of Michael. No, please don't. Why? Dude... Just move oh, on. Uh, moving on. Uh, I, San no, Andreas. Have you hey, seen I'm San Andreas yet? Yes, I, I, I know of San Andreas, but I, I really did go temporarily insane with, with this fear that, that the Golden Gate Bridge was going to be, you know, attacked, um, by some kind of you know quote unquote terrorist threat. Um, I don't want to go there. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It was just nuts. San Andreas, uh, the new Terminator. They have this huge, big school bus thing that happens on the, the Golden Gate. Like, it's surrounded. Monsters versus aliens. They destroy the robot on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the authority on the the significance of the Golden Gate Bridge is Scott Onstott, and his his video on fucking. Uh, San Francisco is oh I bet I bet he's like measured it from top to bottom and across and oh yeah no it's everything it's the the gate the gate thing that you got the uh, souls progression yeah. through the two bridges and he has this whole relationship between the he just he, he nails it, dude. Jeff and then bridges. with the, Jeff Bridges that's why you know <laughs> pretty sure God I mean this is my point so there's the guy who um. What's this is? I found this through Freeman. Actually, Alex, you mentioned this. Uh, Freeman interviewed this guy. Uh, God, I can't think of his name right now. I've mentioned this before, but Freeman interviewed a guy who was one of the architects on the World Trade Center. He's not like he, he was just someone who worked at the architecture firm. Yeah. And um, uh, Paul Waffley, that's his name. And uh, Paul Waffley says that this is the guy who says that. Uh, the Bin Laden group who financed the World Trade Center came up to him while he's sitting at his drafting desk in the 60s, 70s, and said, where do we put the explosives if we want to take, when we want to take this down? <laughs> um, 
so that he's he he says that they asked him specifically when the thing was built it was built to explode um but he said that he proposed a version of the twin towers where they have bridges connecting the the twin towers and that he said he his he literally says the magic number was 17 bridges to connect the <laughs> twin towers and the main architect fired him on the spot because he said the twin towers couldn't be connected they had to uh vibrate like uh tuning forks they look like tuning forks on the bottom right. too yeah so he's do. saying if you connect them you take away the, the you take away that effect so it's fucked up. I watched the Beauty and the Beast thing. I watched a whole bunch of seasons. I didn't get through the whole stuff. But the Linda Hamilton one thing with Ron Perlman, I was just looking, just looking. And there's this whole story arc where, because, um, I mean, the basic overall gist is she's in the real world, he's in the underworld. And every time she's in trouble, he hops on a subway train and finds her there because they have this special, like, telepathic link. Anyways... There's this bad guy who's taking out all of the elderly and whatever in a block or certain block radius, like 20 blocks or something like that, because his dream is to build this all-inspiring skyscraper in the New York skyline. It's a big phallic symbol, basically, but it's like they keep showing pictures of this enormous thing, and that's her love interest outside of the Beast. Oh, and it's shit. Yeah, it's really weird. Like that's his whole thing is like running everybody out of this. He's uh, they have this whole scene where he's kicking out all these old Jewish people and stuff so he can resurrect this enormous. And he's like the main bad guy antagonist against Ron Perlman's beast who's trying to save everybody's house and everything like that. And this guy's trying to resurrect. And there's this really weird scene where he's explaining this thing to Linda Hamilton. And the scene has like a freaking uh, Abraham Lincoln statue in the background, just sitting there kicking it. And my eye kept drifting to it, like, what the fuck is that doing there, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he stands up, and he goes over, and he looks out the window, and he puts his hand right on the Abraham Lincoln, like, we. it wasn't just in the background. I want all of your attention right here on Abraham Lincoln. Like, yeah, yeah. really hey, messed with in me. In terms of programming, what's the first thing, like, like Honest Abe, like Abe is associated with honesty. That's yeah. like his trait as a president. You're like that Abe. He was an honest man. He fucking walked back to the fucking library with that fucking hay penny because it, he they gave him too much or what. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. It, it's and and so you're like okay. So you, then we're we're associating this you know this guy with like the the one this giant fucking lie. Like it's just it's so it's so weird. So the, it's weird because the Winnipeg crew who cites all of the weird stuff that's in the the peg leg, the Winnipeg legislative, legislative building or whatever, all of the, the marble work on that is the same artist who did the Lincoln Memorial. And in all actuality, the Lincoln Memorial is designed to be the Temple of Jupiter or Zeus. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that they're... they're uh... The place there, that they do tours of to see if, like the temple, the fucking that building that with the crazy star in the middle. It's the and same. All that. It's, it's the same stone worker who did the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, same. That's same crazy. Stone cutter, actually. Stone no, because that's crazy yeah. to begin with. I mean, the whole yeah, thing that's Solomon's temple. Like the yeah. peg leg is Solomon's temple. 
and then the Lincoln Memorial is Jupiter's temple or Zeus. So oh, Lincoln is Jupiter. Thank you. Zeus, Zeus, Jupiter is Lincoln. They're the like that's who Lincoln's supposed to be in the Lincoln Memorial. He's sitting in the throne of Jupiter. Yeah, he's and, definitely and Ju- in a temple, in a Greek but temple. He like, doesn't he look like the emperor from Tarot, like in his throne, like the you know, except he's doesn't yeah. have the thing in his hand but or whatever. See, but see, Ju- Ju- Zeus and Jupiter. I didn't know you were is, in Aries. Zeus and Jupiter, or oh, I didn't think you're referencing King Kong. So, yeah. um, Zeus and Jupiter are like that's the throat chakra, the one of like uh, honesty and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, honesty and communication, of course. Abraham Lincoln's known for his speeches. Yeah, honest Abe. Four score and 20 years ago. 420. 420. Right. Which have you seen Jim Sanders? Oh my god, Jim Sanders video 420 come. Yeah, where every everybody in the movie is related to the birthday of 420. Like every main character and every in main incantation. So you have the 19th born on April 20th. Right. So in the original King Kong, because he got, I think that he got, what was it? Okay, so in the newest King Kong with Peter Jackson, it's Andy Serkis, because Andy Serkis's birthday is on April 20th. And the next incantation, or I'm not even saying that word right, I don't think, but the 1970s version of King Kong, I think it's Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange is born on April 20th. Right, which and, we went over before, which is weird because of I Heart Huckabees. Because fucking Lily Tomlin, who's in the movie. Well, no, no, no. I'm thinking. I'm getting something mixed up. So was it again? I I remember Jim Sanders put that out. He was like, okay, so Andy Serkis is 420. Jessica Lange is 420. Maybe we should check that. I'm pretty sure that's true. Oh, yeah. He was looking for pictures of Lange. Yeah. So I... I, And I was like, wait a minute. If that's two of them, there's got to be a third one. So I looked up the old King Kong and the, the, the original Jack... So it's Jack, King Kong, and the girl. Her name changes during the different ones, but those are the three main characters of King Kong. I'm sure we can all agree on that. So it's right, Jack. Well, what? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. So the original Jack's birthday was on 422. Okay. You're killing me. So in one movie, right? In one movie, it's the man. In one movie, it's the woman. In the other movie, it's the Kong himself. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's scattered throughout. It's like you can't ignore it. And it's the same thing with like, it's weird because in Terminator, everybody involved with that as their birthdays are in July. So they're all born up underneath or July, August. They're, all of their birthdays are Leos. I think Charlie Theron's a Leo too. Wouldn't be surprising. One of these Black Moon Rising posters that I was looking at says on it, like, I guess the movie takes place on August 25th, because it says, like, on August 25th, something, something, I don't know, it's all, like, in German or some shit, but um, it's, like, a foreign movie poster. actually has that date on it. Uh, re- real quick, it's funny you went from 9-11 to Winnipeg, because Winnipeg's hockey team used to be the Jets for 24, 42 years, depending on how you reverse that. Then they were in Atlanta, which uh, was for about 12 years, half of 24. And they were the Atlanta Thrashers. But the Thrashers, uh, oh, no, no, that's a different team. But then they've been, they've come back to Winnipeg. But then they were the Osama Bin Ladens after that <laughs> for like three years. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching um, oh, you know, I want to. I, I want to go back to the Planet of the Apes for a second, and the you know the Mark of the Beast, because you guys were talking about tattoos and shit and marks and stuff, and mm -hmm. if you guys remember, Mark Wahlberg gets tattooed by the apes with a symbol on his. He's made to take a mark on his hand. And it's a, right. it's, it's a trident. Yeah. There you go, Shin. Judgment, which was just said in the uh, comments here. Or not, oh, no, because that was the last conversation. You're talking about Michael's dentist, which is, isn't Shin, is the tooth. Yeah. The, Sky, oh. the Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from st strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. August 29th? August 29th. So, like I said, uh, this... Burning man, when they burn the man, can kill. That's August 29th? Uh, yeah, it's the end of, end of August. Yeah, it's 29th might be the, the day they traditionally actually do the burning, I think. So, 2.14. 2.14. Two, Two fourteen, two one four, or or bad. Two is B, one is A, four is D. Bad. Jupiter is bad. Michael Jackson. Kevin Halcott just posted something where Michael Jackson was doing the moonwalk. During some lightning strike, Michael's again. To the Moon rest. child. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, well, he uh, has a monolith he grew up in as a, a tribute to Michael Jackson uh, because of Moon Watcher. So they connected the fucking Moon Watcher, who was the guy who, in real life, who directed, who was the director of photography for John Lennon's Imagine video, the ape, the actor who was the ape of Moon Watcher in the film. And so when Michael Jackson's hometown, there's a giant monolith with him moonwalking on the monolith in front of his house he used in. You guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> Is this for real? Yeah, for real. Are you making that up? Uh... No, no, no. It's, all, it's on my blog. I'm sure you guys, you, you missed something on my blog? Jesus. <laughs> Here, I'm dropping in this this movie poster. I think this is a German movie poster. And um, this says here, it says, AM 25 August Verschwindelt aus der Lucky Dollar Corporation ein Microcassette. Something, something. <laughs> microcassette, yes. It is microcassette. The whole thing centers around a microcassette. But so I'm, August I'm... 25th, Ein super schlitten, das schnellste Auto der Welt. Auto, that's world, right? Welt, or I don't know. You'd and think I'd know. You'd think I'd know German better than I do. It was uh, produced or written by John Carpenter too. So there's another JC yeah. for you. Yeah, another JC in the mix. God well, so it. it's JC, but as they pointed out, this is also. I think it was David who said. John Carpenter's the guy who did Escape from New York, which has the yep. plane flying into the World Trade Center. Right, but then, and then Joe, uh, Joe pointed out that in Escape from L.A., 
where they land the plane in the terrorist attack uh, is you can see the clock tower from Back to the Future because it's the same set, but they didn't bother to change it. And it's like one of the only times you'll ever see that fucking clock tower in any other movie. And you can they left it with the fucking time and everything on there. It's still a clock tower. That's great. Not only is he JC, he's a carpenter. Right. Yeah, the Masonic carpenter. Right. Yeah. Lands a plane once on the towers and then he lands it at the fucking clock tower. And then escape from New York and then escape from LA. And LA, you know, you have your whole uh, AL LA. If you look at what what is it? I have to look at my representation of it, but O and Z and L, L, uh, L and A, because A is the opposite of Z. And L is the opposite of O. So if you reverse the alphabet of the alphabet, A and L and O and Z have is they, they live, which is they, A, live, L, which right, well, yeah. kind of phonetically. Libra Al and Libra Oz, right? But yeah. so, so when did he do They Live, John Carpenter, in relationship to this? That was like 87. We realize they live ends with the explosion at the top of a tower also. That's true. Which allows everyone to see everything exactly. for what it is in the fucking... Yeah, you expose the lie. They expose the lie to the destruction of a tower. That's the end of they live. Yeah. It was 1988. Shit. Oh, but, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> So I'm looking up. Miles an hour. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking up more. Okay, about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because there's one character I like a lot called Koba, and I look to see who Koba is, and he is a character named, or, or uh, an actor named Toby, um, Toby Keeble, and actually it's his birthday, July 9th, um, is his birthday. Hey. So we just passed his birthday, but he plays in a movie called The Conspirator, and, and he, and he, he plays, plays the character of John's Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. So, so the main ga- bad guy in the new Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is John Wilkes Booth. What? So there you go. Weird, man. Yeah, in the, in 2010, he played in The Conspirator, which is the the Lincoln movie that's directed by Robert Redford. Um, he plays John Wilkes Booth, so he plays one of the uh, he plays the bad monkey, in <laughs> bad monkey who kills Caesar or tries to kill Caesar. Right? Who, who wrote Jacobs? Right? Well, you know, I was reading this great deconstruction of the um the assassination of of um of kennedy i'm not kennedy i'm sorry (laughs) lincoln same thing um and they were just he was just going through the whole story about john wilkes booth and how famous he was and how you know well respected and you know he was kind of like the opposite of what you'd expect a lone gunman to be and it would be almost you know, in today's world, it would be like Brad Pitt trying to kill, you know, Obama. He was that famous. He was that well-respected. And it that just blows my mind. He was a what? star. 
just to interrupt Alan, did John Wick's brother save Lincoln's son from a train? Is yeah, right? yeah. That's yeah, fucking... Yeah. That actually happened before... What's weird is that actually happened before the assassination. So you have to realize that the whole Booth family was really famous. So what Michael's saying is true. And the brother, who um, was equally famous, the father was equally famous. The brother was... Uh, okay, so John... Uh, so Abraham Lincoln's son is on a train track one day. A train's coming to the station. He falls. He's going to get, like, his legs crushed in this train tracks and a man catches him and since uh he was the famous one lincoln's son is like holy shit i just got saved by edwin booth holy fuck this celebrity just saved my life but the celebrity has no idea who the kid is he doesn't know oh you're the president's son Mm -hmm. so the 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 kid knows I, he got saved by a celebrity. The celebrity doesn't know. Then, turn around, a few, it's literally within a few months, I believe, the uh, John Wilkes Booth kills Lincoln. And it's many years later, the Lincoln's son ends up writing an article, or like, they end up publishing an article where he's talking about it and how this weird coincidence that he, this is Robert, uh, Robert Lincoln, so he gets, he, he publishes this thing saying, oh, I got saved by Edwin Booth when I was younger. And this whole thing, that he ends up finding out about it. Edwin Booth, after John Wilkes kills the president, Edwin Booth, kind of his career shut down. Your brother just killed the president, famous as you might be. No one really likes you. All sorts of shit happens. Um, and he kind of went into a depression. He finds out that he saved Robert Lincoln and it actually makes him feel good about himself, and he goes back into acting. Wait a minute, Robert Lincoln? Yeah. Okay, so you have Robert Kennedy? What? I don't... Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty Front sure it's... and brother, yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, I'm going to look this up, uh, but, uh, you know, Robert Lincoln ends up becoming the, the president, I and mean, the Secretary of War. So, you know... Again, you have the the opposite. You know, we we take this story as like, oh yay, the the president who was assassinated, who everyone loves, his son lives, but the son ends up going on to become Secretary of War, probably being responsible for many other people's deaths. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so again, it's are you if you're if you're from the South, you might be like fucking douchebag but if you're i mean you know there's all these things you can look into any number of ways robert todd lincoln yeah um born august 1st died july 26th um and this guy is also at the center of a few other coincidences is he's he was present at three different assass presidential assassinations okay and I'm no doubt out. a mason. <laughs> no doubt. So you, you guys... Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I just... The thing that's funky about, you know, the whole thing is also that the um, the masons are very much present in both the South and the North, both sides of the border. And 
it, it really lends, it makes you go, hmm, you know, because who's pulling the strings on these kind of weird, these kind of weird, very highly symbolic uh, assassinations, because of course, that's, that's the one thing that unites Lincoln and Kennedy most dramatically is the fact that they are so mediated, so incredibly, you know, they're meant to be huge spectacles. Right. Uh, you know, okay. you, can, you can kill anyone. You, you could easily have killed Kennedy on one of his nightly, or not Kennedy, I'm sorry, geez. You could have easily have killed Lincoln on one of his nightly walks through the grounds at the White House that he, that he did that people were always, that, that, you know, the people who were supposed to be guarding him were upset with him for doing that. But no, you had to choose the box seat at the Ford Theater and, you know, turn it into this incredibly public media stage, event. Stage performance. Yes, a stage performance, exactly it was like Kennedy. Staged. Exactly like 911, you know. So I just can't believe that friggin' there's a monkey movie and the dude's name is Caesar and his main protagonist or antagonist is friggin' John Wilkes. That's fucking That's huge. It's fucking my mind up. Um you guys know about the I may have talked about this to you before, but the uh Queen on the Jubilee of nineteen seventy seven um unveiled the rejected 2001 monolith that was like crystal like and they put a crown in it you know about that uh she unveiled the the 2001 monolith on on the anniversary of um uh robert kennedy's assassination um which was weird because fucking robert kennedy had dinner with rowan plansky and sharon tate the night before he died and then and then and then rosemary's baby came out within less than a week of the assassination afterwards. You guys, like, um, and then- I'm so, nowhere, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, so I, I, it's really weird because this, <gasps> the, the queen unveiling this monolith is really strange, dude. You, what do you got? <laughs> um, do you know that Faye Ray, who's from the original right. King yeah. Kong, is yeah. in a movie called Black Moon? No way. <laughs> No way. Uh, really? All right, I fold. Right? <laughs> I know. Here, boom. Uh, check out your... Um, <clears throat> love battling against the sorcery of the jungle. Fay Ray in Black Moon. Holy shit. That's oh, a sink gold mine, I bet. Fuck this. I'm done. That's, it's that's... one o'clock. That's crazy. Dorothy Burgess? Shit. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sink, sink apocalypse right there, man. Love battling against the sorcery of the jungle. It doesn't matter because everything's going to go to shit tomorrow and we're going to be like, oh, fuck. Oh. I, hey, you know what? It's a long transition to total chaos, buddy. <laughs> A long transition we're on you know certain part of the spectrum of it but it's still yeah. oh, fuck. well you guys it's been a pleasure it's midnight here and i'm um and i know that's early for you guys but i'm a lightweight so i'm gonna 
I'm gonna bow out. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the great time, though. Oh, totally, dude. That was a perfect note, actually. You just blew the whole thing apart, Alan, with that one. I'm done. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. I should be going to bed anyway. I wasn't even going to hang out that long. But mm. how do I avoid complete madness? <laughs> All right. Well, good night. Thank you, yeah. guys. Awesome. It was, it was a Thanks pleasure. To everybody. And good can night. we just, can, yeah, thank you, you guys. You're awesome. What do we got? Are we all leaving, or is it? I don't know. We don't have to necessarily. Well, I mean, some people I'm, can. I'm not going to sleep. So, David and Alex, if you want to stay on, Patrick, if you want to stay on, I'm done. Well, yeah, I think I should I should fold here. Um, so I'm hosting this call. If I get off, it's gonna screw you up. Maybe John, you can stay with David and Alex and Patrick. Yeah, I'll just start a new call up and. Either we'll save it for another episode or we'll include it in the next one. It doesn't matter. Oh, why, it, why not be part of the same episode? Yeah, just... Oh, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. It's a real, real pleasure talking to you all. Thanks so much. Right, see ya. See ya. Bye. You guys finally finished your Mad Men post, or Patrick, was that just you? That was just Patrick. I did use some quotes of David's, though. I actually even quoted some of your... Uh, passages from your sync book chapter oh really cool no i haven't i haven't looked at that post yet but i i got way into some of your older ones i read over some of the ones i'd already read and looked at them. <laughs> the um amount of information is hard to it's like there's all these really like great bits that i didn't necessarily like um retain though i should have yeah it's, it's fucking a lot of stuff to keep track of yeah <laughs> Well, Patrick, what was like the most, what blew your mind the most, I guess, that you felt like you needed to include it? I looked through it, but I haven't seen the show, so I really have no frame of reference, so I can't say what seems important to me, what doesn't, but what stuck out to you, and why did you put it in there? Hmm. What's the show you're talking about now? I just joined. Mad, Mad Men? Men, sir. What? Uh, Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men. Right. Gotcha. Have you seen it? I only watched the first season. Yeah. I think the sheer amount of Babylon working themes in it is just too much to ignore. And I don't know. I just felt like chronicling all of those because I guess nobody else has yet. So <laughs> that's kind of what that post was about, just sort of laying out this like epic, um, you know, Babylon working motif in that entire series. It's true. Really weird, and all of the uh, like John Lennon, Sharon Tate themes in there as well, woven in. It's just kind of uh, seems like something he's obsessed with. So is uh, is it Joan that big boob Joan, or is that someone different? Yeah. Okay, so is she Babylon and Sharon Tate, or is that different? No, she's mostly just Babylon. Dawn's wife, Megan, resonated as a Sharon Tate figure. And also, I would say, probably Dawn's uh, daughter, Sally. But a little more subtle there. I'm trying to sc scroll through your thing. It's pretty yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. Took like five months to make that post. That's crazy. Yeah, I know you guys are working back and forth. Or at least you're bouncing ideas off David.
Oh yeah, well we've been bouncing ideas off of each other for days. But uh this is this is Patrick's baby here. I mean I see a lot of things that I've connected and things in here uh, that I can relate to, but that that always happens. Yeah. It's inevitable. There's certain key points that are just mind blowing. So like if you don't Oh god. Oh, so, okay, so that was the thing. There was the episode of the fucking 723. That was the name of the episode was 723. And he signed, what was the deal? What did he sign? He signed a contract with Conrad Hilton. So he signed a contract with Mr. Hilton, who in the thing is obsessed with the moon, right? Yeah. He wants the moon in all his advertising. And then you have the fucking monolith Hilton there. But then the fact that they're making it a point such a point to like make the 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 date that he gives the name of the episode in case you miss that there's a significance to the date it's so weird and on that contract you see his address and it's 42 bullet park lane mhm so bullet so there's no bullet. yeah you Fast can see that there's yeah yeah he's emphasizing the 723 there by using the 42 as his address Right, because 7 times 2 times 3 is 42, and so he has 42 right below it with Bullet Park Road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we also see in another episode that Joan's address is also 42. When they put a an enlarged um, photocopy of her driver's license up on the wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just some arbitrary number, it seems, that he put, he picked. It's kind of like when Kubrick, uh, in 2001, when that announcement comes over the speaker saying the blue sweater is missing, and then that lady's blue sweater keeps coming and going off the back of her chair. It's these little winks, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Are the people that wrote the show, do they have any connection with other stuff that would give some indication that they're into this sort of esoteric material, or is it just the proof is in the show itself? Not so much. First thing I could think of is um, the production company logo is the sun card from the Rider Waite tarot deck. So obviously the creator of the show is in the tarot. But I mean, as far as like being connected with you mean, like Kubrick, is that what you're asking? That or anything. I mean, any other shows that really have stood out to you? Oh, um, well, the guy that created Mad Men wrote, co-wrote the last like three or four seasons of The Sopranos, which I haven't seen, but um, I know there's that. And he also co-wrote Becker, that comedy with Ted Danson. (laughs) Yeah. That's about it. That's about all he's done, really. Yeah, it's kind of out of nowhere. It's it's total left field. But the thing is, is that there's so many writers for this show, and Mm -hmm. they all come from different places. And what is it, nine of them are female, right? Well, there's nine writers and seven are female. Oh, nine and seven. Okay, I see. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Now, yeah. after the fact, it, it makes total sense. But That's what's so interesting about these shows is that you're like, okay, well, they, they come from a creator or someone who's a core person, but then there's a huge staff of writers. So the question is, oh, are they all cons- conspiring to do this? This is my favorite show, Carnival. You see that a lot where... It came from this one guy's vision, Dan Nelf, but there was a fucking cadre of writers. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, how could they all know that? And so where does synchronicity and intention begin and end? Yeah. Well, it comes in the collaboration of them, all these people. And 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what, that's like, it's like David Lynch is famous for just taking accidents and synchronicities and incorporating them into the, into the film. And then, of course, his films are just overflowing with all of these esoteric symbols and whatnot. Same goes for any kind of filmic production, I think, right? Like Stanley Kubrick did the same thing. I mean, even though he was so obsessive about all the details, he still would like, he would get it to come from the actors and the people. Like That was his magic, I guess, just getting what he wanted from people. I don't know. I think the same would apply to Mad Men and any other TV show that's like that. What, what did you really like about Mulholland Drive, Alice? Because you linked something to that in Facebook, and I like that scene. So, oh, I haven't so. seen it in a long time, to be honest. I uh, haven't. It wasn't my favorite Lynch movie, but I need to go back and watch it. Uh, what do I like about it? I God, that's right. <laughs> a lot of things, I guess. I, just just what it's about really it's just about the it's a it's such a horrifying nightmare of a movie and it's about the fracturing of, of identity and, and of course it came out in 2001 and the way it relates to his previous movie lost highway well it's not exactly his previous but the one before lost highway which also about the fracturing of the identity of this man who kills his wife and then Mulholland drives about the fracturing identity of this woman and, uh, so I, I I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't really go too into de- details about it. Well, it just seems that it just seems that because I was I had, you know there was the Borg cube UFO sighting, whether yeah. it's or not. I don't know yet. And, like there's a cowboy that jumped out of nowhere for me, and that dude you linked in the video. Yeah, tell me about that awesome. cowboy because when <laughs> where where was that? When where did that happen? How did that okay. happen? Misty's telling me there's also a blue cube in Mulholland Drive. Is that? Key? Oh yeah, the blue yeah. box that carries. It's like the gateway to a alternate reality, or I, I don't know. There's so much symbolism in that movie. It's hard to, really impossible to. Okay, I didn't know that, so that makes it easier. That was. I, I'm in Vancouver right now, so that's where it happened. We were driving down the road, and some fucking cowboy popped out of nowhere. Was it like in the city or in the? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right in the city. Cross. Not at a crosswalk, just totally jaywalking and almost like almost bumped into the car. And it wasn't horrifying, it was just annoying enough he to complain like about it. it. He seemed oblivious. I had an experience one time where I was driving down the street and a guy walked in front of me. It looked like he was trying to get hit. And he like walked right out in front of me and just kind of gave this grin and I had to swerve. It was really disturbing. I don't know. What 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 that's about. I think there's a lot of suicidal people, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's all whether they're synchronistic or not is a whole other subject. So I don't know well, what this dude's yeah. doing. But well, what's your favorite Lynch movie then? My favorite Lynch movie? God, that's hard to say. Uh, Lost probably, Highway for me. Probably Blue Velvet, but maybe The Straight Story. Actually, I, I really Straight Story is just an incredible movie. Um, who said really there? I did. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it when it when it came out. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just if, if you're gonna pick a favorite Lynch movie, I just thought that that was really an interesting angle. Well, yeah, it's so different from his other ones, but it's no less fraught with 
uh, esotericness. We we did it. We talked about that in our the last Moon Room uh, oh, cool. thing because uh, it came out in '99 and kind of had this whole interpretation of it as being like uh, Alvin Strait's journey being like. Uh, uh, crossing the abyss and the, the journey of the American post-World War II American uh, journey going to the end of the century of the millennium, <clears throat> switching over into the next millennium with 9-11 and everything breaking down I, 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 but aside from that it's just such an incredibly um, moving, sincere like film that's it just feels very positive in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of his best cinematography, I'll say that. Oh yeah, and it had, it, it, the way he incorporates all, the actors are all just. I mean, it's all like about this, well, of course, about the senior citizen, the old man with lots of old friends. He just gets it's so funny. I think I called it the uh, ultimate respect your elders movie. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just like I, I don't know, but. Mark had this whole... Oh, well, Mark came up with this whole sync to it with uh, Pink Floyd's uh, album uh, Animals, I think. Which, oh, mostly passing your time in the grassland away. I can, I can feel it. I can't remember. But it was a pretty incredible uh, little sync that he did. I don't want to speak for him, but... Listening to this broadcast from the SyncBook Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, there's so much more content waiting for you at thesyncbook.com. Tune in to our other SyncBook Radio programs: 42 Minutes, Always Record, The Marty Leeds Math Magical Radio Hour, Synchronize, Pentimental, and Sync Quick News. Our newest episodes are always free, and members get access to our full archive of over 600 hours. You'll find all of this, as well as our books and videos, at thesyncbook.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.